My name is Dave Sullivan, and in my volunteer time, I work on affordable housing, uh, mass transit, and uh, trying to preserve our live music and art culture here. Human rights need to be protected, and human rights extend to all kinds of people, and Texas has a tradition of only helping people that look like me with shorter hair and, and a shorter beard. But the point is, privileged, white, straight, Christian males have run roughshod over everybody else. And Progress Texas, along with some other groups like the ACLU and whatnot, helped to promote equity and diversity and boosting up people that have been trod upon in the past. It's Friday, October 20th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories. Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Our hats are off to Texas House Democrats and Austin Representative Gina Hinojosa for their education funding bill that, if nothing else, shows what Texas could and should do for our public schools. The bill presented yesterday would give teachers a $15,000 bonus and increase per-student school funding by almost $2,800. Carrie Heath at the Austin American Statesman calls it a massive package. Representative Hinojosa calls it paying teachers their actual worth. But as we all know, given the political realities in that particular building, it's unlikely to go anywhere beyond the drawing board this special session as Republicans continue Continue pressing for vouchers, which is the central priority for another bill introduced yesterday in the House. HB1 is yet another scrambling of numbers by the Texas GOP that adds up to a taxpayer-funded subsidy for wealthy families with kids already in private school. For the most part, William Mulhado and Brian Lopez at the Texas Tribune say Republican Representative Brad Buckley of Killeen's bill would give parents 75% of the state's basic allotment per student, which is currently $6,160, rather than the nice round eight grand the Senate's version of vouchers calls for. Also in stark contrast to the Democrats' version, the Republican House bill pays meager lip service to our shamefully underpaid public school teachers by offering them a single one-time $4,000 bonus. Regardless, here at Progress Texas, we maintain our view that taxpayer-funded vouchers for private schools, many of them religious in basis, is a bad idea and a hard no. The special session is also dealing in immigration issues, as you know. Rosie Gwynn at ABC 13 in Houston says Texans who regularly interact with members of the undocumented community have begun to worry that they themselves may be in the crosshairs of a new bill making its way through the session. SB 4 would enhance penalties from 2 to 10 years for human smuggling and the operation of a stash house, but the language is sufficiently vague to potentially include a person offering a ride to a stranger, perhaps a rideshare driver transporting an undocumented person, or a house in which a large undocumented family lives being classified as a stash house is the owner of that house who may be unaware Implicated in that case, David Donati, senior staff attorney for the ACLU of Texas, says, quote, this bill targets individuals who provide any kind of assistance or transportation in terms that are not clear and difficult to follow, unquote. Immigration attorney Claudia Martinez says she thinks SB4, if passed in its present form, will be unable to survive challenges to its constitutionality. Also on the immigration front, one of the main developers of the Colony Ridge neighborhood near Houston 
targeted by name and Governor Greg Abbott's special session call took part in a hearing at the Capitol yesterday to push back against a narrative already enjoying solid traction in conservative media that the region in general and his development in particular are a haven for undocumented immigrants, gangs, and human traffickers. John Harris and his brother Trey began building what is now known as Colony Ridge in an unincorporated part of Liberty County in 2011, selling and often financing themselves plots of land to mostly first-time buyers with little or questionable credit, a pitch that has drawn the attention of many undocumented buyers, but not to an especially unusual degree. Harris says Colony Ridge is caught in a political crossfire and that he's somewhat puzzled by Governor Abbott's decision to single out his development because he and his brothers are longtime supporters who have donated more than $1 million over the years to Abbott's campaign. John Moritz at the Corpus Christi Caller Times writes that Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and Attorney General Ken Paxton have all described Colony Ridge as a piece of Texas lawlessly occupied by invaders. On the other hand, the developers, Liberty County Sheriff Bob Rader and representatives of the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, say that while Colony Ridge is not without its problems, they are very typical of similar housing developments in rural areas across Texas. Sheriff Rader, in fact, pointed out that his officers have observed no gang-related crimes nor made any gang-related arrests in Colony Ridge. During the hearing, even Republican Representative Jay Dean of Longview wondered aloud, quote, why are we doing this, unquote. Speaking of our thrice-indicted Attorney General, Patrick Svitek and Vianna Davila at the Texas Tribune say two of Ken Paxton's top deputies have abruptly left their jobs at the AG's office after having just sacrificed their own paychecks to help defend their boss in his impeachment trial. Solicitor General Judd Stone and Assistant Attorney General Christopher Hilton have resigned to continue a private practice in which they are partners, which has led to questions of impropriety within the office over a possibly problematic mix of government and private business. Earl Studemeyer at Fox 44 News in Waco says fears of rising anti-Semitic activity in the U.S. over the developing conflict between Israel and Hamas are beginning to creep into reality here in Texas. The Anti-Defamation League of Austin chapter says they've received word of a number of anti-Semitic incidents across central Texas and is keeping careful track of the trend. Jackie Nirenberg, the chapter's regional director, says that while such activity is not unusual or unexpected from extremist groups, white nationalists and white supremacists, the emotionally charged conflict in Israel has seen a rise in anti-Semitic rhetoric coming from more general sources, including progressives. Nirenberg reminds us that the best way to become an ally of both the Jewish and Palestinian communities is to have conversations and build understanding. She says, quote, there's no right way to do it, but the reach out is the beginning of allyship. The questions, the curiosity, that's how you begin this coalition and that we should all be building against hatred and extremism, unquote. We agree. We had a great conversation yesterday with Chris Hollins, whom Progress Texas has endorsed in his run for city controller in Houston, which will be on a ballot near you if you live there starting Monday. Look for that talk on an upcoming episode of the Progress Texas Happy Hour. Hollins, as you'll recall, was a hero in his hometown during the 2020 election when he managed a huge local turnout in spite of the pandemic and the efforts of Texas Republicans, efforts that continue. Paul Weber at the Associated Press writes that a second state audit in as many years of elections in Harris County 
has been released by Texas Secretary of State Jane Nelson, herself a Republican. It calls for improvements, but does not suggest that race outcomes in 2022 were impacted by issues that Republicans have used as excuses to contest losses and justify meddling in the voting systems of Houston. Nelson does call for the issues her probe uncovered, including paper ballot shortages and machine malfunctions on Election Day last year, to be addressed before next year's election. We think that's a good idea, too. But some Republicans have continued to cling to these minor incidental issues as evidence of massive systemic failure or worse, Democratic manipulation. No such evidence exists. Finally, we don't mean to gloat, but we're going to gloat just a little as two of our opposition's most glaringly ridiculous characters receive a measure of comeuppance. First, Rebecca Shabbat at NBC News says Dallas-based attorney Sidney Powell, known during the closing days of the disastrous Trump administration as the Kraken, pleaded guilty yesterday to six misdemeanor counts of conspiracy to commit election interference in Fulton County, Georgia, just a day before jury selection and her trial was set to begin. Powell does get off quite easily here. Six years of probation and just under $9,000 in fines and restitution. On the other hand, the likelihood she'll flip on Trump just went through the roof. And Austin's favorite son, Alex Jones, Dietrich Nouth at Reuters, says a U.S. bankruptcy judge ruled yesterday that Jones cannot use his personal bankruptcy to avoid paying at least $1.1 billion in defamation damages stemming from the repeated lies about the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre he spread across his InfoWars media network for years. Judge Christopher Lopez in Houston pointed out that bankruptcy can be used to wipe out debts and legal judgments, but not if they result from willful or malicious injury caused by the debtor. Willful and malicious sums up Alex Jones quite nicely, we'd say. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, October 20th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found on our show notes. It's almost time to vote, y'all. Early voting on 14 constitutional amendments begins Monday. This will be what we like to call a low turnout, high impact election, a unique opportunity for your vote to have a big impact on the future of our state. Find out everything you need to know about voting in Texas at GoVoteTexas.org and grab our popular voting guide and consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks so much for listening. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday. Don't forget to vote.